We've got the Cincinnati Bengals 2023 schedule. Let's react and break down the ins and outs of this year's schedule. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're wearing matching shirts today for those of you not watching on YouTube. And we're going to dive into the Bengals schedule. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can subscribe to this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast and become part of that first listen club, making us your first listen every day when you dive into your podcast. And you can become an everydayer. And if you're not an everydayer, you might have missed the two-part interview with Bengals Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts, the last couple of days, getting into the draft, how technology is changing the draft and other cool behind-the-scenes topics in addition to discussion about the Bengals draft picks. You can go check that out in the last two episodes of this podcast. But today, James, we dive into the 2023 schedule. So much hype around schedule release day. Such a big day for social media, leaks happening throughout the day, which has always perplexed me, the, the whole leak thing. Like, just just let them have this. Let the social teams that spend all this time on the schedule have this. But nonetheless, we have the full schedule now. What are the first things that stood out to you when you took a, took a look? Yeah, first things first, Joe Burrow opens on the road for the first time in his career, and he started – at Paycor Stadium against the Chargers in front of zero fans, which was just a, a really weird environment in his NFL debut. Obviously, we remember the the Vikings game at the start of the 2021 season. He hits Jamar Chase for the touchdown. Paycor goes crazy. And, and then last year, it was uh, it was a series of unfortunate events against the Steelers. So one and two at home in season openers. Now he hits the road to play a team that he hadn't beat the first three times out there. And, and you get to potentially jump on the Cleveland Browns and jump on the division because it, it goes quickly from the Browns to the Ravens at home in weeks one and two, two one o'clock games. There aren't many, Jake, but a couple one o'clock games to start off the season just so we can get used to a, a normal schedule right before things take off and they play a bunch of four o'clock games and eight o'clock games and, and primetime games throughout. And speaking of start times, let's talk primetime. It's one mm-hmm. of the first things that I know fans look at, I know the players look at when they're looking at the schedule and, you know, Mike Hilton was even asked like, what what are the games you think will be in primetime? I think he got at least a couple of these, right? Yeah. There are four primetime games on the Bengals initial schedule. There are two TBD games. So those could end up in primetime. They could not. The the Chiefs game in week 17, the the New Year's Eve game, not in primetime yet. Mm -hmm. And we'll see about that changing, but Four on the initial schedule, including two Monday night games. They are one of the teams playing on Thursday night football this year. They've got Baltimore on Thursday night and one Sunday night game. Unlike last year, when it felt like an imbalance of their primetime games were on the road, this year 50-50 split for the initial list of primetime games. Half of them at home, half of them on the road. Monday night football at home, Sunday night football at home, and Thursday night and another Monday night game on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just looking at the opponents for the primetime games, you know, Buffalo, 
Jacksonville, obviously Pittsburgh, you're looking at a division and that's not prime time, but 4:30. that's the other part of this, like the, the chiefs game. And I know people talk about it potentially getting flexed. That's a prime time spot. If, if you're at the CBS 425 window, that is going to get huge, huge views ratings. So I consider that prime time. It's just might be a little easier uh, on, on those covering the game and getting out of the stadium before say midnight on new year's Eve. So uh, overall, the Bengals, they're going to be seen by a lot, a lot of people this year. Not many one o'clock games. But I overall, I, I think that the the primetime matchups make a ton of sense. I know some were baffled by the Rams and that leaked earlier on, on Thursday that they were going to play the Rams on Monday Night Football. I think there's a lot of storylines there. I think that the Rams could be better than people expect. I think some just assume the Rams are just going to stink again. And there's some questions about Matt Stafford's health. But if he's healthy, I don't think they stink again. They might not be Super Bowl contenders, but I think that's a really interesting game at Paycor Stadium. And I, I was surprised. The one that makes sense primetime for me that isn't, and again, it's in that 425 slot, is at San Francisco. That one screams primetime to me. And maybe it, it gets flexed. Maybe that changes. Um, it might be too early in the season to flex that one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I think uh, – I think that one's a shocker to me. If there was one surprise, it would be that one because you're looking at two of the most complete teams in the NFL. Obviously, you have Kyle Shanahan. They played a great game at Paycor Stadium a few years ago, and so that one could be one where the NFL um, primetime networks, at least, are, are upset that they don't land it because I think that's going to be a great matchup. Well, and only one divisional matchup out, out of the six in primetime. Maybe that's normal. And and one of those TBD games is Cleveland in Week 18, which could the season. Yeah, that home. could be if that matters. That could be a big one for sure. If it matters, right? And they're typically going to be divisional games in Week 18. That's the way the NFL has done things lately. Uh, another thing that stood out to me, just you know, eyeballing the schedule when I first saw it. Week seven bye is their earliest bye week in six years since 2017. When they had a week six bye, they last had a week seven bye in 2015, which was a pretty oh. good year for them. Oh, so you're saying they're going to start eight? No, that's what you're saying. Uh, that'd be pretty impressive given their first eight games. They're not all like it's not like they come out in a grinder to start the year. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But San Francisco and Buffalo are, are game seven and eight for mm-hmm. them this year. Um yeah, but but they they've kind of maybe gotten used to that week nine, week ten bye. They've had that week nine, week ten bye in the last five years, six out of the last uh, six out of the last seven years outside of that week six bye. Every year, Zach Taylor, I believe, yeah, every year Zach Taylor's been the coach of the Bengals. They've had that mid-season bye. Not that this mm-hmm. is a big deal at all. Like I, I think you adapt to it and you're fine. But it was kind of nice. It was a it was a bit of a luxury to have those midseason buys this year, just a little bit earlier. It's not like the when do they start week five? Not like the week five buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it, one would be. It's, it's kind of tough. Yeah, that, that would be tough. The, the other part of it, though, their Thursday night game is later in the season, week eleven. So you get that mini buy after that mm-hmm. sandwiched in between Houston. Which, by the way, that lines up with twenty fifteen, where they started eight zero and then played Houston. <laughs> in their ninth game of the season. That's what happened. The good news is, is I would feel pretty good about their chances against Houston if they did somehow get to 8-0. But having that Thursday night game, it does help them between weeks 11 and 12. So at least you're not talking about a Thursday night game week four 
and then you have the week seven bye. That would be kind of tough. This way you you at least get a, a mini break in there before the final stretch, final month plus of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you mentioned the one o'clock starts. I mean, kind of front loaded on the one o'clock yeah. starts. Like, yeah. like you said, four out of their first six games scheduled for that one o'clock start. And all but one of them at home. If I'm seeing that right, because when they go west, they go to Arizona and they go to and they go to San Francisco. Both of those have the later start just because they're Pacific. Two, Pacific two at home. The, the the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland that's, Browns. That's on the road. Tennessee's on the road. Or, or road. Yeah, road. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know what I was thinking. So, yeah, it's just Pittsburgh, isn't it? Seattle. Seattle at home in week six at one o'clock. Gotcha. So Pittsburgh and Seattle. And, and who knows? Minnesota could be that. Cleveland could be that. They could fall into the one o'clock, but clearly there's there's a chance that they're not in in that realm. And maybe you're talking about a Saturday night type matchup or Saturday game as well. And they already have a Saturday game, and maybe it is you know two Saturday games in a row with the Vikings week fifteen, the Pittsburgh Steelers week sixteen. I will say this: my final takeaway before we dive into specific games, the fact that the Bengals are not playing on Christmas Eve or Christmas mm. Day. That is such a win for any writer, any player, anybody with families. <laughs> and so at at it, it really anyone, everyone has family, right? That want to celebrate on the holidays. The the 23rd, that's great because I can drive back from Pittsburgh and be good to go for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So that is a huge, huge big W, Jake. Let's go. Big W for the writers and the podcasters of the world. James, let's get into some of the specifics of this schedule and take a look at where those homestands are, where the road trips line up and some of the other intricacies. We'll do that coming up next. If you're looking for a delicious snack, look no farther than Built Bar. Yes, Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. High protein, low sugar, low calories, great flavors, and a lot of healthy snacks. You have to compromise taste and flavor. You don't have to do that with Built Bars because they're covered in 100% dark chocolate. This really is the candy bar that is actually a protein bar, but it tastes just like a candy bar. So go to Built.com, check out all of the different flavors that they have available right now. And if you want to check them out in person, totally get it. And that's why you can right now at Sam's Club and Walmart stores, whether it's a four-pack from Walmart or a a big box, 13-bar box from Sam's Club or checking out every single flavor at built.com. Don't delay. Get the number one protein bar on the planet at built.com. Jim, let's dive into some specifics on this schedule. We talked about the opener at Cleveland. Going to be a different defense for the Bengals up there in Cleveland. That's probably the most noteworthy thing about that game. Uh, A few historical trends there people are talking about quite a bit on Thursday since that one came out a little bit earlier in the day or or leaked earlier in the day. People pointing out Cleveland's atrocious record in week one. John Watson's record against Joe Burrow as a Cleveland Brown. Joe Burrow's overall record against the Cleveland Browns coming from the Cleveland side of things. History doesn't matter. History matters depending on who you ask and what smack talk argument is being made. To me, the biggest thing that stands out about this game is that there's a new defensive coordinator in Cleveland. And the Bengals will have historical tape on that defensive coordinator. Um, But they'll have a a bit of a schematic difference to prepare for in Cleveland and trial by uh, trial by fire or immediately thrown into into the fire for Orlando Brown. 
starting against Miles Garrett in week one. Not that he's never seen Miles Garrett before. He's seen plenty of Miles Garrett before, but for the Bengals' new left tackle, that is probably the hardest matchup on the schedule. And he gets one of the two of them out of the way right away. Good. I I don't think that that means he's hopefully good, healthy, ready to go, and, and ready to to go up against arguably the league's best pass rusher. Right? Look, you're going to have to deal with him, and and so getting away uh, with it early is better than last year when they had some injuries and were kind of limping to the finish line in, in that offensive line room. So I get that. You know, Jim Schwartz is there. They kind of retooled their defense a bit. Okay. Good. Well, now, now it's going to be a fun challenge, right? And, and that doesn't mean that the Bengals can't have some curveballs too. And this offense should be better this year. It's it's going to be a chaotic environment, though. You, you better believe it because every year going into week one, Browns fans have hope. So first energy is – it's not even first energy. Cleveland Browns Stadium is going to be loud, extremely loud. And uh, the good news is Joe Burrow has – performed well there i know people say oh well he's been bad on all of those things in the monday night game his first road game ever he went there and balled out so i I think he's going to be just fine i don't think that there's anything weird about the browns it's simple can you block miles garrett because if you can do that even to a a small degree then it's going to be a a big difference uh, Mm -hmm. between that matchup and a past matchup so i like the bengals chances it's a tough division Divisional matchup on the road, but I, I would like the Bengals' chances there. And it's back-to-back AFC North games against a team that's hoping to make a push for the the division title and another team in the Ravens that is, is the second-best team in the division, I would say, top to bottom. And and you get them week two at home, another 1 o'clock start. Yeah, I think uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a 1-2 punch to start the season. Two division games, two teams that – expect to make the playoffs whether or not we expect them to is a completely different situation but uh in conversation but the the ravens we saw it last year how tough they can be defensively and so it's going to be a test for this bengals offense i think is as far as getting off to a quick start and understanding the challenges that that come with facing the browns and a new defensive coordinator and then the following week a coordinator that kind of gave you some fits last year and, and you've added some pieces, and, and so hopefully this offensive line can hold up better, and hopefully this offense in general can match up better against the Ravens in Week 2. Yeah, there's a few new pieces on the Browns' defense in addition to the defensive coordinator. Dalvin Tomlinson, Ogwa Okoronkwo, uh, Juan Thornhill, namely. But then Baltimore, it, it's mostly the same unit. There's mm-hmm. some small differences, but they're likely to be pretty healthy. At this part of the year, will Zay Flowers be the short receiver that finally works in Baltimore, where they haven't had that success? But outside of that, the Ravens largely the same team. Odell Beckham Jr. there as well. I, I mean, we'll see. I, I will early on in the year to see what kind of player he is this year at all, because we have be no idea. I think he'll be good. He was good last time we saw him. That was two years ago, and it was a year ago. It will be up to, you know, like 18 months. A year ago. and a half ago? Okay. I mean, it was the same excuse people made for Deshaun Watson when he was terrible to start in Cleveland. He hasn't played football for, I mean, I guess that was actually two years. But uh, Lamar Jackson with a healthy offense on one side is a challenge. And then on the other side is can the Bengals crack the Ravens defense? Like you said, that defensive coordinator has given them trouble. And that's the big storyline to me. 
early in the season, two division games, can't start 0-2, right? Ideally, you're starting 2-0. and But we saw what happened last year when they gave away games early. So hopefully they don't have a weird offseason this year for Joe Burrow. They can hit the ground running because all these games end up mattering when you're competing for the one seed, which that's got to be the goal, right? Mm-hmm. That's the regular season goal this year. Yep, and you get an extra day to prepare for the Rams week three. I like this Monday night football matchup. I think it's certainly going to be an interesting one. And you're right. I would love for the idea of, all right, the Bengals are 2-0 and and looking for a little bit of revenge. You can't get full revenge in the regular season against the Rams from Super Bowl 56, but you can get a little bit by handing Sean McVay a loss on Monday night football. And then you hit the road. And mm-hmm. it just seems at Tennessee, it's Nashville, Here's the good news. Weather's going to be pretty good on October 1, I would say, in Nashville. Easy drive for Bengals fans. So I think there's going to be a lot of fans that that make that that trip, especially that time of year. But it's just kind of a rite of passage, it seems like. The past three years now, it's been the case. Obviously, one was in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, Bengals, Titans in Nashville. I like it. I like how it matches up. Followed by at Arizona. And I'll get your thoughts on all these, but that's another win. It should be, right? I know it's on the road. Arizona's rebuilding. Don't know about Kyler Murray. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's working his way back and, and not necessarily the same guy. We saw that with Burrow. It, you know, it took him a little bit to get going. And right around week five, week six, he was getting going and, and playing better in, in 2021. So we'll see there if Murray's on the field. But it's an interesting stretch. Rams, Titans, Cardinals. I think a lot of fans will say, all right, you got to win all three of those. And I understand it because those are are winnable games, even though two of the three are on the road. Yeah, I think I agree with anyone who says you've got to win all three of those. But that's coming from a mindset of these are games that they need to win to accomplish their goal of getting the one seed, which is maybe only a goal for me. Maybe they're never going to say that goal. They're going to talk about winning the division and, and winning as many games as they can. Let's see if we can get an AFC championship game outside of Kansas City. I agree. Yeah. You know, they, they've, they've gotten to play their every game at home. I think that matters a lot. I think that's a big advantage for line play in particular. It's why Frank Clark is a playoff hero or was a playoff hero in Kansas City for those years. Um, these are three games that have, you know, some pretty flawed opponents, at least as it seems now in, in May. This could come back to bite me later, but the Rams don't have a good roster. The Cardinals don't have a good roster. They have some pieces, but overall, those are rosters that that need some work. The Titans don't look like a very good football team to me. Like, they don't have weapons on offense outside of Chigakonkwo and and Derrick Henry. And, you know, like, that's where the offense is going. Ty J. Spears part of that offense as well. They don't really Who knows if Henry's even there? Who knows if Henry's even there, you know? I suppose so. That's a fair point. Defense, though, still good. And still well-coached team. So, you know, that's the challenge with Tennessee always is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, th- those are games that and – and I think this is true for their week six opponent as well, the Seattle Seahawks. These are games the Bengals should win. Even if these are teams that have some pieces, have some good players, or are solid teams or, you know, whatever it is. If the Bengals are the team we think they are, these are games they should win. And the crazy part about it is Seattle should be better than those other three like when it's all said and done. They might not be, but they should be better than the Titans this year. They should be better than the Rams, and they should should certainly be better than the Cardinals. So we'll see there. But I agree with you. I There aren't many games on here that I'm going to say, all oh, the Bengals shouldn't win it. 
doesn't mean they're going to win all of those games, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to find many games where I, I feel that way. So you mentioned Seattle. That's uh, an interesting one. And then it goes into the bye, the week seven bye. Let's do, it's more than the back half of the schedule, but let's look at the rest of the schedule coming up next. Let's get into those post-bye games, James. And it's not a cakewalk out of the bye. Not San Francisco into Sunday night football against the Bills. Mm -hmm. And out of all of the difficult games on the Bengals schedule, well, there's two of them. There there Mm -hmm. aren't a ton of like games where you have them circled or highlighted like these are the Super Bowl contenders that the Bengals are playing against this year. Here's two of them right out of the bye. Yeah, it's... There we go, right? It's 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 that simple to me. Is hopefully you can get to the bye, four and two, five and one. Obviously, six and zero oh would be ideal. I just it's hard to ask any team to do that. And coming out, you're really going to see what you're made of. And the good news is, is the Bengals, they've been good out of the bye, and they they found ways the past couple of years to get hot at the right time. And so if you do that. I mean, look at this. Really, four out of the first five are so tough because it's at San Fran, Sunday night against Buffalo. Houston is Houston. It's at home. But then it's a short week at Baltimore and then Pittsburgh at home. And say what you want about Pittsburgh, but it's still a divisional game. Mm -hmm. And so how many of those can you get? Maybe you split with the Bills and 49ers, beat the Texans. Can you get both of those division games against the Ravens and Steelers? But it's – that's going to be a key stretch for the Bengals, no doubt. Because even if you get off to a good start, if you have a letdown against the 49ers or the Bills beat you out a little bit, it's going to make that margin for error much slimmer, especially because you keep hammering at home, and I think you're right to do so. The number one seed is the mindset. So if that's the case, how crucial is a game against the Bills? Very. Mm-hmm. Those games matter so much, and uh, and so you want to get them. Not Not that the 49ers game doesn't matter, right? But that isn't in the same – it doesn't have the same value by any stretch, even though both both teams that you're playing are Super Bowl contenders. In the hierarchy of games mattering, the, the San Francisco game is among the games that matter the least. It's like Tampa last year, where it's going to get a lot of attention, but it doesn't necessarily on paper matter a ton for your chances, outside of rec- overall record. Yeah, like they all matter. Don't get me wrong. They all matter a lot. And I said that at the beginning, of, like when we started talking about the first couple of weeks of the season last year, we said, well, we're going to look back on this Pittsburgh game and this might have cost them something. And it did cost them something at the end of the year, which was an opportunity to be in a different coin flip discussion than they were. Uh, but, you know, NFC opponent, it's just never as important for tiebreakers, for taking a game away from a conference rival, for for seeding implications, for all those things. I mean, the last, what we looked at it before we started recording, the last four four to six years or something like that, it was 12 to 14 wins mm. for, for the one seed. I'm shooting for 14. If I'm the Bengals, maybe 15. If I'm the Bengals, just looking at the just rest do, of the... Just do 17. Sure. Just do 17. I mean, leave, leave no doubt, Jake. Obviously, Leave no doubt the goal because if it is 17, that means they've beaten the Bills and the Chiefs, and there's no other 17 win team in the AFC. Oh, correct. Well, yeah, of course, that would be man. Can you imagine the pressure of that? Anyways, I don't want to get aggregated here and someone <laughs> clip this, so let's uh let, let's keep the schedule rolling here. Like I said, Thursday night at Baltimore, that, that's an interesting one, but then you get the mini buy to regroup, 
and, and prepare for the final stretch of the season, which to me is really interesting because both Pittsburgh games are at the back end of the ga- uh, the schedule. Your last mm-hmm. game in November is Pittsburgh at home. Then in this totally on board with this Jacksonville in December. I know Jacksonville isn't as warm as say Miami, but anytime I can get to Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll take it in December. So at Jacksonville on Monday night football, I love this matchup. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. I think the Jags certainly headed in the right direction. Monday night football. That's, that's going to be a really, really fun game. And then you come back Colts Vikings at home. We don't know when the Vikings when they're going to play the Vikings, but those are two games in the quest for the one seed. You're going to have to nail those two games and, and get them because the final three could be pretty tough. Two road games and, and two divisional opponents, obviously the chiefs sandwich in between the, the Steelers and the Browns. Yeah. And I think the Vikings are going to probably be a good football team again, at least a good regular season football team. Again. Good offense, good offense for sure. I'd say. And, and really good edge rushers. Headlined by Daniil Hunter. So I, I think that there's no gimmies in, in the back half. I mean, not that there's a, any such thing as a gimme in the NFL in the first place, but I mean, even you talk about the Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts, two teams with first-year head coaches and first-year quarterbacks, you're getting them late in the year, relatively speaking, week 10 and week 14, when if those guys are going to be successful head coaches in the NFL, successful quarterbacks in the NFL – um, CJ Stroud and, and Anthony Richardson, then that's where they've probably settled in a little bit or have a chance to have settled in a little bit. And obviously you can hit the ground running as well. You can be good right away, but more often than not, these guys take a little bit of time to come along and get comfortable with NFL speed and kind of figure out how am I going to win at this level? And a lot of the times you see it by then. So even those games, and I think the Colts have a really talented roster in a lot of ways, in a lot of spots anyway. So even those games or, or the Pittsburgh games, these are all games I think the Bengals should win, but it's still tough. Like the, there's nothing that's screaming very easy game. Although I do think, you know, the Houston roster is, is pretty, pretty rough. So maybe, maybe I'm overstating the difficulty there a little bit, but everything down the stretch has its storyline, like the Jaguars, certainly an, an, an uh, ascending team with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. They, that should be a really good matchup. Yeah, You might be scratching your head a little bit about a Jacksonville-Cincinnati Monday night football game, but those could be two teams leading their division with really good quarterback play at that part of the season. So that could be a fun one. Yeah, I think looking at the Jags division, one of the worst, mm-hmm. they should be leading their division. And we'll see. Obviously, the Titans are still going to be feisty and I think well-coached and all those things, like you said. But it, that's uh, that's one of those where I think the NFL got it right, putting it in prime time. Although some might have looked at San Francisco, looked at some of these other matchups and thought, oh, well, that would make sense. But looking at this schedule, and I'm not going to pretend like I've, I've stared at the Chiefs schedule much because you know we haven't had a lot of time with these schedules out since they came out at 8 Eastern. It's... Uh, it might come down to that that New Year's Eve day, New Year's Eve game, and uh, it would not shock me one bit. Just looking at it, could I see the Bengals entering that with twelve wins in that thirteen win range, uh, eleven or twelve wins tied with the Chiefs, and needing that game, and then needing Cleveland to secure the one seed? Absolutely, uh, I could see that. So, I think the key here: try to get off to a quick start this year, which is something they did do in twenty twenty one. 
and then kind of fell apart right before the bye. It went from five and two to five and four. And, and so if you can avoid that little slide and then handle business against these, these juggernauts that you're going to play in the AFC, you feel pretty good about their chances of getting the one seed, which could make all the difference. Certainly, you know, there's a lot of factors, but playing at home AFC championship game here in Cincinnati, or at least making home field go through Cincinnati throughout Mm -hmm. the playoffs. I'd feel pretty good about that. I know Bengals fans would, all of our listeners would as well. Just sick of watching AFC championship games in Kansas city. Well, I'll be honest with you. If we have to go in December, get it done then. Mm-hmm. So they have to come here. So I don't have to find a way to get to Kansas City again. There's no good flight from Cincinnati to Kansas City. Right. There is not one. You have to connect through Dallas or connect here, connect there. It's just there's no real good route. And that's first world problems. But I've driven the past couple of years. And that's not a fun drive either. So there's really not a good way to go, good way to get to Kansas City. So Make them come here. They fly private. Make Kansas City come here. And, you know, let's that was selfish avoid let's avoid four straight four straight? One, two, three. Three, three straight. Three straight road games in Arrowhead if you're if you're the Bengals. Like the last few years, the regular the last two years, I guess, the regular season in Cincinnati playoff in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Just flip it. Easy. Although the home team has won all but one of those games which is the one the Bengals won in Arrowhead. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, because the Bengals won the playoff game in Arrowhead. And, and they won two. So they're one and one in the playoffs against the, the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And then they've won two games at, at Paycor mm-hmm. against them. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's a, a big deal, which is why no I doubt. mentioned it a few times. Like crowd noise, offensive line stuff. Th- that's a big deal. Silent count makes it easier for defensive lines to anticipate and jump. Again, I think it's a big reason Frank Clark has had the success he's had, and, and it makes it harder to get a jump on the Kansas City offensive line, especially on the edges where there's maybe a bit of a vulnerability given how good their interior offensive line is. But I'm, I'm really focused on that Kansas City championship game rematch right now. I was talking to – I'm not going to say the specific player just because I don't know if you'd want me to share. I'll say an offensive lineman that starts. I was talking to an offensive lineman today. And it was before the schedule was out. And I was just kind of asking, hey, when do you want to play? And, and I had an idea, not going to be many one o'clock games. He was like, man, I'll play at 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't care. I just want to play. It doesn't matter where. He hadn't seen the schedule, and I'm sure he could have. You're starting lineman in the NFL. You have all these leaks. I'm sure he could got, it could have gotten the schedule. He just didn't care. So I think that part's fun, too, is this Bengals team, they just they just want to play. And, and that's something Burrow said, right? He'll play anytime, anywhere wearing whatever when you ask them about uniforms. And I think this team has that identity. They've had plenty of success on the road, but more at home. It's always easier. And and it's a lot more fun for fans to get those home games. Because, I mean, the Bengals' home atmosphere, credit to the fans, is among the best in football right now, which is a, a big, big development in my opinion. Like it – kind of is something that is getting more recognition lately, but it's it's palpable and it's pretty impressive how strong that home atmosphere is, especially in those playoff games and those big games late in the season. And that'd be a pretty cool thing to see in a championship game. And that's the goal. Get to that ASC home championship game in Cincinnati to get to the Super Bowl. And that starts 
with all these regular season games, and I'm sure all of this analysis is going to be out the window in four months when we start looking at these games in the weeks leading up to them. But it was fun to go through the schedule. Nonetheless, we're back next week, James. We've got rookie camp notes to get into to start next week. So we'll watch some rookies. We'll have some undrafted free agents to talk about finally because those guys should be getting signed officially before rookie camp so that they can participate in rookie camp. They might they might be announced depending on when you hear this. So yeah. stay tuned. It'll be, it'll happen Friday morning is when that'll happen. So, right. but we can't say anything yet. Cause we don't know who's going to pass their physicals. That's right. So we got some rookie camp to talk about early next week until then. Thanks for listening to this week's episodes of the lockdown Bengals podcast. And until next time, who day and have a good one.